Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. They which built on the wall, and they which bear burdens, with those that laid it, everyone with one of his hands wrought in the work, and with the other hand held a weapon. For the builders, every one had his sword girded by his side, and so he builded. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 17. In the time of Nehemiah, the wall that surrounded Jerusalem had breaches, for it had been broken down by its enemies' relentless attacks. So Nehemiah orders and oversees its repair. Upon hearing of this, Israel's enemies became very angry and determined to prevent this great work through lies, deceit, slanders, and the sending of false prophecies and all-out war. So Nehemiah, determined not to allow the enemy to stop God's work, ordered that every workman of the Lord work with one hand and bear a weapon of war in the other hand. Those who were laboring in the Lord's work, building this wall, were on the front lines of battle. Therefore, they kept their sword at hand, even while they worked. Yet among the congregation of Israel, even among their servants, they were required to stand guard with spear, bow, and garments of war. Half during the day, and the other half at night. If the watchman who stood with Nehemiah sounded the alarm, then all were to rush to meet him for the battle and for instructions. In this manner, they remained ready for anything that the enemy could throw at them, while at the same time not stopping the work that God had laid before them. When the enemies of Israel heard this, they burned with anger because that their goal was to stop this great work of God. Yet the simple fact that all of the laborers and most of the congregation of Israel stood in battle array against the enemy was in and of itself enough to detour the enemy's plans and hold the attacks at bay. Sadly enough, many so-called ministers and churches today are not actually doing God's work, repairing the breaches in morality, purity, holiness, and sound doctrine, so that they are no threat to the enemy. And because of this, they never face the onslaught of hell, and their leadership and congregation alike become spiritually lazy. They sit feasting on the fruits of bondage while being served entertainment on a platter of fool's gold. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 4 says this, The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. It is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. Yet I do assure you of this, that for those ministers and ministries who are truly making their names known in hell, a great onslaught rises against them from the enemy continually. Those that uncompromisingly labor to do God's work 
Close the breaches of morality, repair the walls broken down by lies, deceit, false words, and false doctrines meant only to let sin into the camp and work diligently day and night to build God's kingdom. These laborers of God, even though they work with sword in hand ready to fight to the death, will be overwhelmed and overrun if the congregation doesn't stand behind them ready for war. An armed and united congregation, clothed in purity and selfless righteousness, wielding the weapons of prayer, fasting, proclamation, prophecy, integrity, wisdom, and all of the fruits and gifts of the Holy Spirit, standing boldly in support of their leadership and the laborers in intercession, ready to run on the wall in their defense when God sounds the alarm, will detour even the very armies of hell itself. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 18 says, And he that sounded the trumpet was by me. And I said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, The work is great and large, and we are separated upon this wall, one far from another. In what place, therefore, ye hear the sound of the trumpet? Resort ye thither unto us, for God shall fight for us. In other words, they were on the wall and they were far apart. So there was a watchman and when he sounded the alarm, when the sound of the trumpet went forth, everyone knew to take up arms and to come to where Nehemiah was, either for battle or for instruction. So my friends stand in defiance of hell by standing in support of the laborers of God, that they might stand in unity, unified, in their purpose of doing this work of the kingdom. There's a war on and everyone has a job to do. Intercede for those on the front lines day and night, that they not be overwhelmed by the onslaught or slowed in their work by fighting constant battles alone. Remember, the enemy they are fighting and laboring to keep out is trying to get through them to get to you and your family behind the wall. So fight for them or fall with them. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. My friend, there is great power in prayer, fasting, and proclamation. Jesus paid a high price to give us the ability to come boldly before that throne of grace. Don't forsake so great a gift. That was given you with your salvation. You weren't just saved to get into heaven. You were saved to plunder hell in the process. Joel chapter 2 verse 1 says, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound the alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh even at hand. My friend, do you believe the call and the great commission that you have been given? You have a purpose under heaven. The Bible says that grace was given us to teach us how to live godly in this present world. We have a job to do. We have a fight to fight. God saved and commissioned you. 
pick up your sword, find your place on the wall, and stand in defiance of hell, in alignment with the word of God, and in unity with the body of Christ. There is someone that God has called you to intercede for in this fight. Not just to pray your loved ones in, praise God for that, that is a mighty calling, but also we are to pray for those who are on the front lines of this battle. Paul tells us in the book of Timothy that we are to pray for our leadership, even our government. But I say, are you praying diligently for your ministers, your pastors, your teachers, your coverings, those who are taking the brunt of the attack for you, though you do not even see what they are enduring? Because you see, the Bible is very clear that there is a hierarchy, not just in authority, but also in what the enemy has to come through to get to you. Wives, are you praying for your husbands? Husbands, are you praying for your pastors? Pastors, are you praying for your government? It's time that we stop critiquing and criticizing and start armoring up and fighting. Not against, but for our men and women on the front lines in leadership. What has your pastor endured lately? Your spiritual leaders, your teachers... Have you spoke against the men and women in your pulpit more than you have prayed for them? Be careful not to lend your tongue to the accuser of the brethren, my friend, when it was called to be used for intercession. I understand that some issues have to be addressed. False doctrine can't go unchallenged. But there is a way that the Bible says to do this. Have you talked to them in person? Because if you haven't, then you're just gossiping. You're sowing division among the brethren, which is one of the seven things that the scripture says God hates and will not tolerate those that do it. My friend, this is a serious thing in the courts of heaven. In scripture, men died because of this. And I'm not casting a blanket justification for sin in the pulpit. No, not at all. I preach against it possibly harder than most anyone you will ever hear. But my dear friend, remember this, that Jesus wept. Before he whipped. He was a man of many tears. Yes, he spoke very harsh words against the Pharisees. But he cried over Jerusalem as he approached it. Praying, he interceded. And he gave his very life pouring out his blood. As he still continued to pray for them. While they crucified him. Let your tongue be used. For God's purposes. Let it be a weapon of warfare against the enemy, yet guard it diligently, lest that same adversary cause you to be an insurgent, casting poison darts from the shadows from inside the walls of God's own army. God is commissioning today, my friend. Will you answer the call to run on the wall because there is an alarm being sounded? Will you pray? Will you intercede? Will you get on your knees in fasting and weeping? For the body of Christ, for your leadership, because they are going to face some very hard decisions in this season. Already are they facing some very hard temptations from the enemy. My friend, if you are blessed enough to know a man or woman of God who is doing the work of the kingdom, laboring to repair the breaches in morality, gathering the remnant, teaching the true words of Jesus then you better keep your sword in hand and be ready to fight for them at a moment's notice. 
even if God sounds that alarm in the middle of the night. During your favorite TV show, your family time, when you had other plans, you better answer it. Because they need you in the fight. The time is short, and the laborers are few. The day is forespent, my friend, and the night is coming, when the work will not be so abundant. Prepare your heart now to be used, because there is a sound going out, and the call is to you. Don't let your life or even your prayers be so selfish and inward. Ask the Lord for your assignment, and be diligent to pray it through doing the work of the kingdom with one hand and wielding your weapon of warfare in the other. Be ready to stand for one another. Because if the enemy can get in, he'll turn you against each other. My friend, remember this, you better fight for your brother. Because when the enemy sees a weakness, he comes in like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, and he divides and conquers. So search your heart today and repent of any breach in your own wall in which this enemy could get in, speaking lies, blame, envy, jealousy, selfishness, a desire for vainglory, anything that he's done to cause division in the body. Lay down your pride. Get back in the fight. And remember that it's not about you. It's about building the kingdom of God. It is our calling, our mission, and our duty to cover our sisters and our brothers, our fathers and our mothers, our pastors and teachers, our prophets and preachers, the helpers, laborers, and servants of God. O Lord, guard, provide for, and cover them. Give them wisdom and discernment, strength and endurance, truth and revelation, integrity, purity, and consecration. Lord, keep them that they might be a right reflection of your message. Convict them, equip them, and position them for greatness in your kingdom. Lead them into victories and out of temptations. Make them overcomers and the desire of all nations. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.